You're listening to the Van Moody Podcast. Our passion is transforming the world by transforming lives. In today's episode, we're continuing our Get Closer series with installment 10. This segment will be led by strategy and execution pastor, Zavai Miktora, who will delve into his soap devotional and explain the importance of reading and studying God's word for ourselves. Then we'll close in prayer over our listeners. Let's get started. Happy Sunday, family. It is always a joy for us to come together in worship, even digitally. My goodness, worship uh, has been incredible. And now I'm excited as we prepare to move into the Word. We have been in an incredible teaching series all summer long called Get Closer. And before we get into the Word, let me remind you, even though summer is coming to an end, you can still be a part of this Get Closer initiative. All you've got to do is grab your copy of the Secret Place devotional and journal. If you haven't already, do your soap devotion daily. And then you can do a couple of things. You can join us at our 7 a.m. prayer calls. We are teaching from our soap and sharing and praying for one another. You could still gather your family, make your family your small group. Talk about the reading that uh, you read that day or talk about how the soap devotion has blessed your life because that's the way that we get closer to the Lord. Spending time daily in God's word is powerful. As a matter of fact, the book of Revelations even tells us that we overcome in a couple of ways by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That word of our testimony comes from knowing the word of God and talking about it, testifying, sharing how the word of God is transforming your life and impacting your life. And so that's what this Get Closer initiative is really about. And in addition to all of those things, This summer, I, along with our pastors and teaching team, we've all been sharing on Sunday morning from our soap devotion. And today you are in for a treat. My goodness, Pastor Brittany blessed us like crazy on last Sunday. And now on today, Pastor Zavai Mitchkora, who is our strategies and executions pastor, is going to share the word of God with you. So family, get ready to receive this message, this word from God that we need from Pastor Z. Take care. Good morning, TWC. It's a privilege and honor to stand before you today to share my devotion for this particular day. Actually, when you stand in front of people to bring the gospel, minister, or in any capacity, it's actually a privilege and honor. So I would like to thank our bishop for allowing me this morning to bring my devotion to you guys. Today we are going to be looking at John chapter number 17, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I think it should be every person's favorite chapter in the Bible because in it is an incredible phenomenal prayer that Jesus left for us here on earth all to tell us that all is well. This chapter is one of the most unique, powerful, enlightening chapters in the Bible. It shows and sums up the intimate relationship between Jesus and the Father. It also highlights how Jesus prayed and what his ministry on earth was and what his ministry in heaven is. Above all else, this prayer in John chapter number 17, it brought a level of peace to Jesus, to the disciples, and it should also bring 
a level of peace and confidence of knowing that all is well to all of us, humanity, present and also for generations that is still unborn to time. So, let's start here. In life, there are moments and times in the course of this journey of life that will transcend the past and also transcend the future. Those special moments always cement and set in motion pivotal anchors in which human lives can be built upon. I remember years ago, sitting in my grandmother's kitchen in Zimbabwe, we always jostled to sit on the window so you could look outside and look, to the, look up in the night to the bright sky and the stars. The routine in my grandmother's house was always, we all had to sing 10 hymns, then pray and go to bed. So this one particular day, nobody seemed to be fighting me to sit on the window. So I sat on this window and I looked out and we started singing hymns as usual. That day we started with how great thou art. As I was looking outside the window, that day I felt like I could touch heaven. God seemed so real in a very significant way for a 12-year-old boy. And that moment was so pivotal because it set me on a course and a journey that is so incredibly overwhelming, satisfying. John 17 is like that moment. At least it should be for every believer. This is actually the Lord's Prayer. I know we talk about Matthew chapter number 6 as the Lord's Prayer, but Matthew chapter number 6 is not the Lord's Prayer. The reason we know that Matthew chapter number 6 is not the Lord's Prayer is because when Jesus introduces it, he says, when you, who, us, when you pray, this is how you ought to pray. So Matthew number 6, the, what we call the Lord's Prayer, it was actually Jesus. It's actually our prayer. But John chapter number 17 is Jesus' prayer. This teaching is not on prayer, but this teaching is to set a foundation of what we are going to observe in Scripture as we go further along in this devotion. We all know that Jesus prayed. There are records in the Scripture that support and show the fact that Jesus prayed. Jesus was known to regularly withdraw from the crowds and go and pray. Jesus prayed after healing people in the evening. Mark chapter number 1. Jesus prayed before walking on water. Matthew chapter number 14. Before choosing his disciples, Jesus prayed. Before raising Lazarus uh, in John chapter number 11, Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Then Jesus also prayed at the cross. While we have records of some of these prayers, they don't really highlight in full context of how, for example, he prayed. For example, if we look at the 40 days that he was in the wilderness praying, we don't have a record of that. We don't know how he prayed. We don't know the words that he was using. We don't know the emotions that he was involved, but we know that he did 
go up in the wilderness. You went into the wilderness to pray. But in John 17, we get a full measure and a full picture of what Jesus did in his prayer time. We get an insight to the passion and what was driving him to do and to be what God has called him to do. John 17, brothers and sisters, is set in one of the most holiest week in all of human history. This prayer in John chapter number 17 comes to anchor the hour, the time that human lives were about to be transformed from Adam all the way to when Jesus returns. This week in which this prayer falls in, in John chapter number 17, it actually starts in chapter number 12, which is six days before Passover. This particular week, this particular week is so critical to our lives and to human history that it covers at least nine chapters from chapter 12 all the way to, to almost chapter number 21. But what we know in this week is that a lot of things happen prior to getting to John chapter number 17. A lot went on that week. The triumphant entry in Jerusalem. The washing of the disciples' feet. Jesus predicting his betrayal. Peter's denial. Jesus comforts the disciples because they were worried that the Messiah was about to leave. The promise of the Holy Spirit also takes place in this week. The world was going to hate believers. That was also pushed. That idea was pushed in that week. You are the I am the vine and you are the branches. That conversation took place in that week. The Last Supper, it took place in that week. To show you how significant this moment was and will remain in our lives as believers. There are three verses we are going to take a look at in the book of John. I'll read those in your presence. So John chapter number 17 verse 21 says this, that all of them may be one. That means us. Father, just as you are in me, I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Key phrases, in you, in us. We are in Jesus. We are also in the Father through Jesus Christ. This chapter number, uh, uh, verse 24, sorry. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Verse 26, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them too. Here's our observation in these three scriptures. They are all speaking of the same thing, that you, brothers and sisters, that you are in Christ and he is in you. And where is he? He said when 
He, when he ascended, he seated on the right hand of the Father. So we are in Christ, seated with him at the right hand of the Father. The application for these particular, particular verses is simple. If you abide in me, I will abide in you. NIV says, if you remain in me, I will remain in you. So this whole agenda of SOP, of getting into our devotion, of us leaning into scripture, of us getting to know who Jesus is for ourselves, it's pushing us towards this very agenda or this very particular prayer that Jesus prayed and left for us before he died. So that you and I may remain in Christ and he may also remain in us. And the scripture tells us that when that happens, we can ask anything and heaven will endorse it. So brothers and sisters, we are pushing for every single person to be devoted into knowing who Christ is for themselves. That's our observation. That's what we are going to apply. The application, the application, the application of this particular scripture is that you and I, you have a responsibility to dive deep into the word. You have a responsibility to get to know Christ for yourself. Remember in Matthew chapter number 16, Jesus asked the question to the disciples, who do men say I am? Peter answered, he says, thou art the Christ. And Jesus' response was that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed to you. And on this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. In other words, wherever you see hell prevailing, the revelation of who Christ is, is not yet established or very strong in the place. So it's our responsibility individually that we pursue, that we hunger, that we thirsty for the word because our faith depends on hearing what the Father is saying. For you to be able to hear well, you need to be closer to somebody. So when we are saying get closer, we are actually saying draw near to the Father as he draw near to you. And when that happens, these particular verses that Jesus laid as anchors to our Christian walk is to make sure that you and I, we get the benefits, the full benefits of his death and what he is doing in heaven right now as ministry, which is interceding on our behalf. So brothers and sisters, I want to encourage every single one of us that you have a responsibility, and that responsibility is massive. I cannot do it for you. The bishop cannot do it for you. Uh, Pastor Christo cannot do it for you. Uh, Elder Stephanie cannot do it for you. You have a responsibility to dive deep into the word. It's not that we are not reading scripture. The question that ought to be asked to every single one of us is how deep do you really want to go? How deep do you want to go? What do you really want to establish? 
or find out in Scripture. John chapter number 17 is one of those pivotal moments where we get to see Jesus performing his ministry, interceding on behalf of himself, interceding on behalf of the disciples, interceding for you and I. And that intercession, we are part of it because he said, are we sitting on the right hand of the Father? He says, my prayer, this is Jesus speaking, my prayer is that you be in me and I in you. Even as I am in the Father. How deep do you want to go? How spiritual do you want to move in? How powerful do you want God to use you? What's the full measure of what it is you so desire God to do in your life? Because the question you ask always determines the answer you get. I have decided that personally I want to dive deep into the Word. I want to worship. I want to spend time in prayer. Because I know that my desire, what my soul thirsty and hungers for, I cannot even explain and quantify it. In this book, brothers and sisters, there is so much more in this book that you can never, ever exhaust it. Because the deeper you go, the greater the revelation. And it doesn't stop there. It continuously multiplies as you read the word of God. So brothers and sisters, this is what I want to do today. Jesus left us a prayer to show us how intimate and passionately he was interceding on us, on our behalf, so that you and I, as we walk in this treacherous world, with all that is being thrown our way, the different agendas, COVID-19, the questions that are being raised that have no answers, the persecution, you name it, whatever it is that is being thrown to us, the antidote has already been laid out. John chapter number 17. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them, that I myself may be in them.
Powerful words. So the remaining time of my devotion, I want to pray for us, for you, for me. Wherever you are, Because we have a responsibility. It's a massive responsibility to know Christ, to know his word, to know the power of his resurrection for ourselves. When Jesus prays this prayer in John 17, prior to this prayer, he's been telling everybody, the hour has not come. The hour has not come. The hour has not come. But when he gets to John 17, he says, Father, now glorify me. Because the hour has come. So we want to pray. We want to dive deep into prayer. Hang with me. Because we want to move some things off the way. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you because we know you are good. Our minds cannot fathom the full measure of your grace for our lives. But we know one thing for sure, that you really have no problem whatsoever locating us. You know exactly where we are, physically, mentally, emotionally. And as you find us, you are always leading us in the direction towards heaven. There are things that are being thrown to us and we don't understand. Our minds cannot fathom and comprehend this treacherous world that we find ourselves in. But just like Jesus prayed, we know for sure that we are sitting with the Messiah in heavenly places, seated on the right hand of the Father as he advocates on our behalf. Lord, I pray that inside of us, may you raise a desire and a passion to seek and hunger and thirsty for you. For your word tells us that if we remain in you and you remain in us, the possibilities are endless. So God in every single man hearing us, I pray now that may you touch us at the very core of our being. That we may rise up as the antidote to the challenges that we face in this world. We know you have given us gifts. You have given us talents. You have equipped us with every single gift for us to succeed in this world. But we deal with an enemy who is constantly throwing everything at us. But we stand here acknowledging that that day, that moment when Jesus prayed for us 
He set in emotion, he set in motion anchors that have the ability to direct the rest of our lives. Even a generation that is still yet unborn to time. Oh heaven, hear us. As we wander on this earth, as we try to figure out what's coming our way, Lord, I pray that may you, by your spirit, give us kingdom thoughts. May you enlarge our spirit. May you enlarge the full measure of our authority in the earth so that we can stand as the children of the Most High to decree and to declare the power and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that in every man, that may you give us the spirit to conquer. That, God, we will stand to believe and to dare to believe what you have put in our spirit to believe. Lord, we know you're soon to come. We know you're soon to come. And you are depending on us to rise up because your word tells us that the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the children of the Most High. So God, as we stand here, as we dive deep in the words, give us the ability to manifest so that somebody, somewhere, get to believe in this gospel and its full measure of power. Lord, as we devote our hearts and our minds towards you, what we don't understand, may you bring revelation and illumination. The conversations, the ugly conversations that plague our minds. Your word tells us and gives us instruction of what to think and what to think about Christ. Where our courage ends, May we find strength in your presence. Where we are blinded by our sinful nature. Lord, I pray, Lord, that may the Holy Spirit open our eyes to see clearly. Where our courage ends, may we find authority in your presence. When we don't know which way to go. I pray, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to send guiding angels to lead us in all things true and all things right. Lord, in this season, Lord, where there are so many agendas that are geared towards our children, I pray, Lord, for the revelation of Christ to reside in our homes, that it becomes the anchor of what our children believe. Even as they go back to school, Lord, we send angels in advance on assignment to guard and to protect the gifts that you have placed under our command. For those who are sick, Lord, remind us 
that on that day when you prayed, you set in motion a power from within to eliminate all form of sickness, poverty, and diseases. So, Father, we look to you now and we ask you in all your majesty and all your glory to not take your spirit away from us. We know we have sinned against you time and time again. But your mercy every morning constantly anew for us to grab hold of I thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you, Jesus, for opening the veil so that we can enter into this grace. Now I ask, Lord, that in this season, as we continue to search you and hungering and thirsting after you, don't hold your spirit away from us. May you give us according to the measure and grace that you have placed inside of us so that the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ can manifest inside of us. All that we do and all the plans that we have, we submit them gently before your throne and ask you, God, that may you by your spirit take the little that we have and multiply it just as you multiply the fish and the loaves. Father, for those who are struggling, I pray, Lord, that you open their eyes to see the little bit of oil they have so that they understand that through the blood of Jesus, multiplication in the kingdom order is possible to move them from point A to point B. Let there be a lifting in our spirit as we devote ourselves to you. Let communion, let communion be the order of day for brothers and sisters that labor in this vineyard. Enlarge our capacity to forgive. Enlarge our capacity to receive. Enlarge our capacity to see revelation. May the Holy Spirit speak to us as we read your word as we daily devote to search and to thirst and to hunger after you. May the Holy Spirit commune with us. So God, in all your glory and in all your majesty and all your power, we know what we face is nothing compared to how great and powerful you are. So in this season, lead us into triumphant procession 
Because when we look to the end of the book, it says we win. But God, we are not waiting for that day to win. We are praying that let this begin even in this season. So that the world may know that surely the Father lives. Men broken hearts, men broken families, men broken relationships, marriages that are on the rocks. Oh, I pray for the circumcision of hearts that God, you may come and show up and move some things off the way. We place a demand on heaven. That is, we abide in you and you abide in us. That the promise to ask for anything will endure and we will remain. So Lord, we look to you and this day we give it to you. And we thank you for what you have done and what you're still going to do. Now, to you who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ever ask for. We give you permission to do as you choose. For this place is your church and you are the head and we are the body. So direct us in all things true. Direct us and the victories that you have set already for us to accomplish and to walk in. And as long as we live, we'll forever give you glory. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you are not saved, this prayer, you will live outside of its full measure and context and power. Give your heart to the Lord. Find him while he is still near. And if you are in ministry, Jesus prayed for you so that you can be victorious. So grab hold of your promise and run with it. If you are just starting out, the journey gets sweeter and sweeter, even as challenges come our way. So TWC family, may the Lord richly bless you May he give you all that you desire. May he equip you with strength, wisdom, and knowledge to do what he has already called you to do. May you recognize above all else the gifts and talent that God has placed inside of you so that you can rise up so that his glory will be revealed through you. 
for those who are leaders amongst us. Kingdom thoughts, kingdom thoughts, so that his agenda will stand true for generations and born to time. May our lives continue to be a living sacrifice so that one day, years from now, somebody somewhere will look at our lives and extract out of them a doctrine that will serve their lives too. Many blessings to you through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go to our website, call the number, and somebody will talk to you. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Bishop Van Moody. For more information about Van Moody Ministries, please visit vanmoody.org. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed week.